0: y'all? It's your boy, DSD. We're here with another edition of our podcast, so rolling with episode number 33, and we have some Patriots sports Red Sox making fun of to talk about what's up
1: Kyle are we gonna make fun of the Red Sox because technically at the time of recording they haven't lost yet but
0: yeah we're already making fun of them because they shouldn't be in the position they're already in how's that
1: I mean Tampa's pretty good like they, they get to host know, the wild they, card
0: game right they that's pretty good they kind of backed into it though they kind of backed oh into no it. for sure they could have
1: lost on Sunday they were they were about to get eliminated like if they don't have a three-run comeback against the Nationals, they're eliminated. Like, they're playing the Blue Jays in a game 163, and the Blue Jays are better than them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll give you a little thing on the Red Sox. I'm not as big of a Red Sox fan as, like, my, you know, other the sports, because, I don't know, it's just baseball. But I'll tell you this, the Red Sox are just, like, they used to be this like little fighting, a little cute little team. They're like, oh, you know, they they fight through everything. They don't give up. They don't do all this stuff. They the second ownership didn't give them reinforcements, which I agree. Like they should have added more people at the deadline. Even though Schwarber looks like legit one of the best acquisitions off, you know, like from the trade deadline, they just packed it in, and they've been you know crying about it for months. And now they're finally pulling it together. And, I mean, just in the nick of time, they're in the wild card game. But, like, if if you're asking me, the Yankees are way better than the Red Sox, especially Giancarlo Stanton's ripping the freaking cover off the ball. So I don't know. You know, it's like, actually I, I don't,
1: weird is that Boston actually had a, had more runs per game this year than the Yankees. Surprisingly, yeah, I just with think the, the Yankees being that the, keg softball team that they are where everyone's just 6'4 and legit. larger, They were actually only 21st in runs scored this year.
0: They just had a horrible start, though. Like, literally, like, I remember, like, early in the year, like, John Carlos Stanton couldn't even, like, like, hit the ball. So, like, I think just the whole organizationally – they just couldn't pull it together.
1: Well, yeah, and DJ LeMay, he not as good as he was, and that's looking like a bad contract, and Aaron Hicks being gone. And the Yankees are just perpetually injured. And the same thing I've said every year for five years now is that the Yankees don't know who's going to start Game 3 of a playoff series. It's happened every year. Used to be Tanaka would give you a Game 2, and then you had no idea who was going to pitch Game 3. Same thing this year. It's going to be Garrett Cole, Jameson Taeyon, no idea who's going to pitch the next game. Maybe it's Herman. Who knows? But the Yankees never have enough starting pitching. A couple guys are going to be injured. They're basically the same team they always are, even though I said that they would not be able to recover. I think that was what, two months ago? I said there was no yeah. way they could
0: recover. And here they are now in the
1: wild card game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really even have much thoughts on it outside of the fact that, like, I just like. <laughs> I don't know. the The Red Sox are just the Red Sox, and I mean, if they win, that's good. I mean, I mean, if I'm being honest, like I could see them beating the Yankees, and I can see them beating the Rays, but I can see them losing to the Yankees, and then you say they end up beating the Yankees. I can see them getting swept by the Rays. Like I don't even know what we're going to get from the Red Sox. So I guess it's like a good thing for the fans. We're going to get
1: baseball, which if you're if yeah. you're looking for analysis of tonight's game, the simple answer is flip a coin. You want to know who's going to win tonight? Yeah. Flip a coin. It's a total toss up. It, the, the one game wild card is completely random. It's less random in the National League because the Dodgers are like 20 games better than the Cardinals. So it's at least less random, but Yeah. This Baseball playoffs are always ridiculously random. 2 years ago when we had the last true wild card format, literally the Nationals were down 3-1 in the 8th inning of the wild card. Trent Grisham boots a ball in the outfield for the Brewers and the Nationals go on to win the World Series. Like it just Trent Grisham booting a ball in the outfield is the difference between the Nationals losing in that wild card and winning the damn World Series. It's just yeah, completely random. Boston could have a magical run. I don't think they will because I think Tampa is really, really good. But even yeah, still. I,
0: honestly, I just don't think Boston's good enough. I mean, like, they're good. Like, Boston's a good team. They're good. I, I think that T- Tampa's borderline great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's the it, it's the NL, in my opinion, is going to win the whole thing. You know what I mean, you got, like, even the Brewers. That's a good team, too. And then you got... Uh, you know, the Giants, the Dodgers against, <laughs> did you hear <laughs> against the story the Devin
1: Williams for the Brewers? Did you hear what happened? Oh, he yeah, punched the week? wall Yep, in a drunken rage, punched a wall and broke his hand. This dude won rookie of the year last year as a reliever. That's like, that's basically like a wide receiver winning MVP. In, in the NFL, yeah, so, like a reliever winning rookie of the year is ridiculous how good he is. And he broke his hand in a drunken rage, punching a
0: wall. But I I thought it's because he was celebrating. Is, did, is yeah, that another report? No,
1: so he got drunk celebrating and then he punched the wall because he was angry over something. But he got drunk celebrating uh, winning the division. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh. It's a great story. And the Brewers also were going to try and do the thing where like you only use five pitchers the entire playoffs and find a way to win that way. And now they don't have him, but they should still make it to the CS because Atlanta's just Atlanta's just there out of pity at this point because someone had to win that terrible division. So Atlanta yeah. just gets to be there just to be there. So the Brewers get a free pass Definitely. to the NLCS, I guess. Didn't think I'd do serious baseball analysis here to start the podcast on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the most baseball you're going to get from me. So Yeah, I mean, it, unless the Red
1: Sox win, then all of a sudden you're going to be like, Let's go,
0: Boston! We're better than
1: the Yankees because the Yankees are the little brothers of baseball. By the way, <laughs> do you want to know? I was, oh, Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that's literally all. I, I just baseball doesn't have the same juice anymore, obviously, which we all know that, but, like, neither is a rivalry. It's not the same. It, there isn't, like, that true hatred for Yankees fans like I used to. Like, when I was younger, it was like, you got to hate the Yankees. Like, it was, like, literally, like, a thing. So my wife, um, I mean, she's not even, like, a sports fan, really. But she's she's kind of like a she's a Boston fan now, but at the time she wasn't. And her mom is, like, a big Yankees fan. And there was, like, legit beef, like, early on. Like, actually, like, kind of, like, why am I doing this if you're a Yankees fan? Like, it was actually that kind of tainted. And then now it's, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, literally haven't even cared. Like, there's nothing interesting about the Yankees besides the fact they they, they ripped the cover off the ball.
1: Yeah. And think about it this way. I am, and I talked about this on Take It Easy. I'm 20 years old. The Yankees, my entire lifetime have been just like make the playoffs every year, but never do anything after that my entire life, except for the one year they bought a championship and there was no good teams in the American League. The Yankees have been team that loses in the first round of the playoffs every single year. And Boston is the evil empire that wins four championships and then immediately (laughs) sucks
0: the year after. Yeah. Um, Pretty funny, actually. I, this is actually kind of a funny little story here. Remember when the Yankees are playing the the Astros, and I think that it was the fine, it was the uh, uh, conference finals that um at the I can't remember what year it was. It was, was it the year the um, Astros
1: won the championship? Because there were two, there were two years that the Yankees played the Astros in the CS. It was twenty seventeen, and it was 2019. i I'm pretty sure
0: it was the year they won because. I want to say it was Game Seven or something. Yeah, that would have like, been twenty
1: seventeen. Like the, twenty seventeen, they played yeah. Game
0: Seven. That was the farthest the Yankees have gone, you know, like since they won a championship. And I was in New York for that. So one of my buddies was in New York, or one of my my wife's friends, and then I'm really good friends with her uh, fiance, and we were actually out in the city for that. And we were literally at like a bar or something. And it was like just us four Red Sox fans and the whole entire place was watching the TV. And uh, Altuve hits the home run. In the whole place, you could literally it went. <gasps> okay, Altuve was twenty nineteen. I know what you're talking about
1: now because that was awesome. That was two years ago. The Altuve. Oh, is that
0: what? Yeah. Is, is that when they? Is that when they lost the loss to the Dodgers? Maybe. Uh, I,
1: I'm, I'm trying to. They, so they lost to the Nationals that year, but the Altuve walk off homer is exactly what you're talking about. That was game six to close out the series. Yeah. Altuve hit yeah, the yeah, walk off. Yeah, yeah. Game seven was twenty seventeen, which. You know how that year was the the sign stealing thing with the banging of the trash cans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the joke around that, if you're if you hate the Yankees, if Yankees fans bring up the trash can banging, remind them that in that game seven, they literally scored zero runs. So no matter how much you bang a trash can, it doesn't matter if you score zero runs. Um, the Yankees <laughs> got shut out in that game seven, but Altuve's walk off was game six of that series, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like right before Lemayhu hit a homer to tie it down to the last out or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, it was a it was pretty epic, but it was also epic to see everyone like crying about it. But yeah, man, that's the most baseball I think I've ever talked in my life. Yeah baseball
1: except for naming chance cisco that was a that was a baller moment on the podcast that will just live forever and (laughs) yeah if you're listening to this after tuesday oh my gosh can you believe how great that game was how did the result end (laughs) the way that it did gosh yankees red sox the rivalry is back wow what a game Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> all right, let's talk Patriots. We gotta we gotta get to the Patriots talk because we were texting a bunch during the game
0: and you seem to be all in on Mac Jones after this game. I mean, okay, so I'll tell you this. Still, I still get the kid gloves on Mac Jones. I, I do. like I'm not one of these like fans that I'm like, oh, we have Tom Brady. No, that, that's not what that's not that's all what I think. But Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady like for sure. In maybe the biggest regular season game in Patriots history, arguably in regular season history. So what that tells me is that he has balls, and he doesn't get faced by anything. He looks like a starting quarterback more than Trevor Lawrence does. Like, in all fairness, their their location—I mean, their uh, fit and you know lo- um, teams are garbage. But just bear with me here. Trey Lance. Mac Jones looks the best. So all I'm saying is we hit on the quarterback position. That's all I'm saying. Whether he's good or turns great, that's the next conversation. But he was making good throws. Like you like you said in the text messages, you were like, uh, I'd like to see what, what he would look like when they open up the playbook to him more. I, I do agree. The, it was definitely like, you know, Dink and Doc type of offense. But it's still a big moment. And still, he brought the team down the field, and then we can talk about that atrocious call from Belichick to kick a field goal there. Like, what are you doing, dude? See, Bill Belichick
1: does not subscribe to the Lane Kiffin model, which is just basically two sentences. Punting is for cowards, and field goals are for
0: cowards. That's... What? it's a fifty was like a fifty-four yard field goal in the rain and it's I mean Nick Folk is good now, I guess. Yeah, this isn't I mean, he's been good Nick
1: Folk who missed like four yeah. kicks in a row on a primetime game. No,
0: like he's like but he's good now. But like I mean he in all fairness, the fact that he almost got it made it even worse. Like like he that was good from like sixty.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't and hit the crossbar, that, that kick is to- is in from like 62.
0: Yeah, like he he nuked it. That was a great kick. And, you know, the, the local people are all saying, well, the reason why they did that was because they didn't want the kid to feel like they he lost the game if he doesn't convert that fourth down. And I'm like, okay, listen, I get it. He's a rookie. You want to, you know, kind of like put a kid gloves on him, like warm up. You got to win that game at that point, right? Like, I mean, like, like you have it right there. And not to mention the fact that you have Tom Brady who's playing horrible. I don't know if it was just he was too gassed up, like it was raining out, whatever. Well, like, the podcast couldn't stop talking the rain.
1: Too. Don't forget, there's the Tom Brady primetime curse because he goes to sleep every night at 9 o'clock. So when he has to play at 8.30, all his body clocks are messed up.
0: Oh, I never heard of that before. Yeah,
1: it's a kind of real thing because technically he's still not that bad on primetime games, but Tom Brady's QBR drops like 10 points on primetime games. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's only because his body clocks are messed up because he goes to sleep at 9 o'clock every day. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah, it's a weird, weird little thing that's t- technically not true because it's not statistically significant. It's not like Clayton Kershaw just being absolute dog shit in the playoffs. Like at the very least, it's it's like he goes from being all time great to slightly less great, but still.
0: It's, yeah, it's I mean, there. but but he's still yeah, he's still like a little bit worth. I did not even know that. That's amazing. Um, that's interesting. Okay, so basically from what I was from from the you know the, the whole thing is that Tom Bradys team is just so good right obviously so I'm not gonna tell you they're not their their defense their, their their run defense is freaking like prolific but the Patriots have like zero rushing yards
1: yeah they had negative one rushing yards in the game they had negative one rushing yards as yeah. a team yeah And and I'm pretty
0: sure that Tom, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, Tom Brady, Mister Jets himself, are was uh had more rushing yards than the entire Patriots. He had that one run where he like flipped the ball
1: afterwards. That that got eight yards. Eight's more than negative one, according to my calculations.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I just like, I I so like the, the the local narrative right now is like, oh, you know, the Patriots can't finish off games, like all this. They should have beaten the the Dolphins, right? But it's just a it's his first game, whatever. Well, it wasn't Harris even Mac fumble. Jones' fault. Yeah, Damian Harris' fault. Yeah, exactly. End, you kick
1: a field goal, you win. Yeah, the Patriots.
0: I <laughs> I don't want to say I subscribe to the fact of the deflating footballs. I just really don't want to even like, get into that. because well, you shouldn't. But ever science since has, Tom.
1: Science has proven that there were no deflated footballs. So we have evidence to but,
0: prove it never happened. <laughs> but the Patriots the second the quarterback leaves they can't even hold on to the football last year they were like dropping balls every 5 seconds like i'm like i just i don't know maybe it's like a poorly coached team i don't really know but i don't feel really good about the patriots like as a team for but for mac jones i feel great like i'm not going to take a moral victory like i was taking early on i was like oh yeah i feel really good about this game like i'm taking a moral victory on mac jones not on the patriots the patriots should win that game
1: yeah, they probably should have. And the to the Bucks side, like we talked about, the run defense is awesome. The flip side is they can't stop anyone with the pass defense. Oh yeah, and that's basically. Well, I, mean,
0: I mean, literally the number one corner lot that game was Richard Sherman. Yeah, it was old ass Richard
1: Sherman playing his first game in like two years. But even then, like I, I think that. Mac, I talked about Mac Jones wanting to open up the playbook And, and see it But that's not like that's not what you're going to do against Tampa Like Tampa just decided yeah. at a certain point You know what we're going to do We're going to blitz on every play Why are we going to blitz on every play Because we can't hold them long enough to stop the run Their offensive line is no good We're just going to try and hit Mac Jones before yeah. he can throw it And that's the part that was impressive Was Collinsworth putting out the stat That was like Mac Jones was like 20 of 28 Against the blitz I was like they blitzed 28 times on Mac Jones. It's kind of unbelievable. But he was like 20 yeah, or 28. And, and, and he
0: looks yeah. he looks poised. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not telling you he's the next great Patriots quarterback. I'm not saying that. But we have but we have a quarterback. I don't know how good he's gonna be. It's only been four games. Like everyone wants to get like all giddy about it. I need to see a bigger sample size, but I do think that he looks the part. Yeah. He like But he's also like kind of doofy. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. He's just like, I don't know. I I, I maybe I'm nitpicking. No, I mean,
1: he. It's just look at him. Just look at him. He looks like he looks like he looks like a U.S. senator. He looks like a vice principal. Like, (laughs) no, just look at him. Of course. (laughs) The the dude just the dude just how Mac Jones looks is he does
0: look exactly like a vice president principal that's uh, that's insane yeah
1: we made a joke about that he's the vice principal and the principal is adrian peterson that is 100 how that (laughs) goes but um mac jones mac jones is (sighs) mac jones has done enough to make me realize okay he's a starting level quarterback and after that he hasn't done much else because he hasn't been asked to do much else and whether that's a product of you know he all he can do is just be accurate, and if you throw it deep down the field, you're going to get scared, like you do with Jameis throwing it deep down the field. But even then, like Mac Jones has done enough so far this year to make me feel like okay, he's not terrible. He's not abjectly like he does not belong as a starter in the NFL. Like yeah, he he can no, start at least. Whether that makes him Daniel Jones or makes him Ryan Tannehill, who knows? Like the time will tell on that one, but. At the very least he's not yeah. a bust or like 'cause because he wasn't rated so high coming out of the draft, like there was a scenario where he could get in there, look like Drew Locke, and be after one year, like, okay, we know he's
0: not a starter. Yeah, yeah, like like I feel like he doesn't have like true bust. I think he's I think it's also where he was drafted to, where like he was fifteenth, he kind of fell to the Patriots. Um, he wasn't like the highly touted quarterback. Like, I'll tell you this, if he went to the 49ers and he was bad, he would be like a historic boss if he played bad there. No, like, we'd treat him like Trey Trubisky. Lance.
1: We would treat him like yeah. we treated Trubisky at the end, where Trubisky exactly. wasn't that bad. He might be the best backup in the NFL right now, but because he wasn't Mahomes or he wasn't Deshaun Watson or he played for that franchise that hasn't had a good quarterback ever, or I guess since Sid Luckman in the 1950s, like because Jay Cutler <laughs> Jay Cutler's the best Jay Cutler's the best among
0: I, them and he was not I love good. Jay Cutler I think he's funny, though. I just think he's funny.
1: Jay Cutler is the original meme. Like he is the Internet's original meme because he's just like, I don't care. I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette and play quarterback and win six games yeah. and make a bunch of money. You're going to pay me. There was a time where Jay, Jay Cutler was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That was a time right after Joe Flacco got his giant contract. Jay Cutler became the highest paid quarterback in the NFL and that's a scary that's a scary side yeah he's just gonna smoke his cigarettes and win his six games and steal 11 million dollars from the dolphins that one season which oh yeah i forgot about that yeah so jay he's the best of the bears quarterbacks. so to that point like to, to mac jones's point we would be obliterating him if they had taken someone else over him but he was like uh our draft guy said he was like a high third round grade but because it's the position that was about where he thought he would get drafted so it's yeah. not like someone like mortgaged their entire future on Mac Jones who we don't know if he can throw the ball twenty or more yards down the field. Well,
0: I'll tell you this though. Something about Mac Jones that I I mean, I, I I'm not like, you know, like your guy who's a, you know, like a draft scout. But I'll tell you this, I feel good about him reading the field. He's doing a lot at the line. He's making a lot of different decisions. He's going through his progressions, like He seems like he gets the position, right? Which I feel like a lot, which I, and it sounds easy, but it's not. Like, I, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, for the first year, he's obviously freaking ridiculously talented. Didn't even know how to read a defense. Yeah. Like, that is the, that is the most insane thing ever. Like, like, you know, Mac Jones can, I think. And I feel good about that. And he, and he does, and he was getting the ball out really fast. Um, I mean, in all fairness, the Patriots like are just not that good. So it's not even like... Yeah, that's the other part we you know, talked about before. Mac Jones
1: is the bright spot of an offense that's ranked like 23rd in the NFL right now. Yeah. like He's the bright spot of that team because everything... Uh, uh, to be fair, Kendrick Bourne, shout out to him. Jesus Christ, it's Kendrick Bourne. Uh, he has been awesome the past couple weeks. So maybe yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a no, good yeah.
0: pickup, but... Uh, he's a really good slot guy. No, he's going to be good on the Patriots. Um, Nelson Aguilar, not even—it's not even his fault. He's just not in the right offense almost because he's like kind of that that stretch the field guy. And the Patriots don't start the field anymore, right? get all right now. Yeah, they mentioned and,
1: that stat during the broadcast. It's like, on the Patriots, he averages like 11 yards a catch. And on the Raiders last year, which was the best year of his career, he averaged like 19 yards a catch. So they're just not using him the same way when he was at his best on the Raiders.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you this too. John o. Smith, like, I think he sucks. Like, I don't even know what his deal is. But like, they paid him and Hunter Henry like he's they're freaking Rob Gronkowski, and they're not. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's just not, you know, they're just not figuring it out yet. We have a but, phrase for those two players. It's called a Gaseki.
1: Those two are geseckis where you're going to get I'll tell you this yards they and they 7 should be- TDs. They should be better than Gisakki, but they guess they're not. Nope, they were never better than Gisakki. They were just what was available to to Bill Belichick in free agency. I think
0: Hunter Henry, if he stays healthy, is like a really good tight end. Like cat pat I'm catching tight end. Um but can't stay healthy, can't block really. like yeah. We've been, know, we've been saying he, could, that
1: exact same thing for like five years now with Hunter Henry. If he can stay healthy, yeah. he can be a great tight end. And it's like this is his sixth year in the league and it still hasn't Yeah, happened. Yeah, he's
0: never going to get there. He's just never going to get there. Um, oh, somebody I want to talk about. I want to make this known that outside – because I, I thought about this. Outside of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson – the next per, the next quarterback i'm taking like for to start a franchise not just one year just like to start a franchise is justin herbert justin herbert's unbelievably good he's unreal dude he he is like the future of the league good he's unreal
1: yeah so Justin Herbert is fascinating because we saw it right away. Like remember the punctured lung game with Tyrod Taylor, that first game he played to start his career. People forget that in that game, he threw 350 yards, had 120 QBR. The chargers went to overtime against the chiefs and lost, but he was special from the very first game. And I think that's kind of what's got a bunch of teams down this year is, you know, their rookies look terrible because they're in terrible situations. And none of them have looked like, none of them have looked like Herbert, unfortunately for no, them. And no, that's the part no, that, no, no, no. you know, gets some people down is they're like, well, I guess we don't, like, we might have a franchise quarterback, but we don't have a Herbert. We don't have a Kyler Murray.
0: Well, well, yeah. I mean, but in all fairness, like, Herbert is like, a future face of the league type of good. Like I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. And, like I and two
1: quarterbacks were taken ahead of him in the draft. Tua was taken one pick before him.
0: Like, uh, Tua looks like a disaster, bro. Disaster. Think about
1: that. Like Mike Tannenbaum was getting roasted coming out of the draft. He works for ESPN now. He used to be
0: the Jets and Dolphins GM, which tells you all you need yeah. to know about that. He's and like, Andy. Andy said in the this is why he doesn't have a job anymore. He said that. He's in the talent business, not the team building business. So he would just get the best players on every position and just didn't even care what them fit. Yeah. So that's why we knew that he's going to get fired. He was
1: getting roasted before the draft cuz he said, "You give me all three quarterbacks right now cuz everyone was debating to our burrow. He's like, "Give me all three right now. I'll take Justin Herbert." And everyone was like, "What the hell is he talking about Justin Herbert?" And look at Justin Herbert now. Like he's like you said, third best you would take to start a franchise like it's unbelievable how good Justin Herbert has been and we've seen it I mean it all arguably the way a
0: little dis- yeah a little disrespectful to Kyle and Murray now I think about it but I I just oh, like you're Justin Herbert still forgetting the person
1: I would take at three which is Josh Allen
0: I am just a hater on Josh Allen I guess. Yeah. Oh by the way I'm willing to just admit that 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 I was a little jumpy a couple weeks ago saying that I, Sam Darnold better. I I didn't really mean to say that. What I was trying to get at is that I just think that Sam Darwin was put in such a bad situation in the Jets, and I was trying to make an example of how they gave Josh Allen to grow all this. I Josh Allen's great; he's just he is what he is. He proved to me already that the the Bills are good. Like I, I thought they were going to be a disaster this year, I really did. I thought there was going to be all these like COVID issues. I thought they're gonna. They lost the
1: first game to the Steelers and I think if I remember correctly since then I think they've outscored opponents like 100 to 14 or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like it, and and they should have beat and they should have beaten the Steelers for week 1.
1: Yeah, it's just the Steelers defense was MVP of week 1. Just give the entire MVP award to that entire defense cuz they were awesome against the Bills. Like the I mean this is sidetracking a bit with Josh Allen, but the thing about Josh Allen is just we see the old Josh Allen every now and then. We see the seventy, or I'm sorry, the sixty percent completion percentage, the two interceptions. We see it every now and then, but then Josh so Allen just. You, so you
0: would take Josh Allen right now over Justin Herbert? I just like, like I feel like that's more that's closer than uh, yeah, than any no, other I, one. It,
1: it, it could go either way. Like I'm, I'm good with either one. Both of them are going to be future stars of the league. I have no idea yeah. which one's going to be better at
0: this point. Well, because jo- Josh Allen can move like, well. I mean, Herbert can move well too. Yeah, but no, he's not. Herbert's, he's not fast. Herbert's
1: not athletic the same way Josh Allen is athletic. Josh Allen no. is athletic in that he's the size of a linebacker and can like lateral defenders. Justin and Herbert, he's fast. Yeah. Justin Herbert's athletic the way, like, Aaron
0: Rodgers is athletic. Yeah, like, ta- yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just Josh Allen is like a Cam Newton that could really throw the ball.
1: Yeah. Josh Allen is... Josh Allen is literally baby Mahomes. He's just, he can do everything Mahomes can do, but just slightly more inaccurate and slightly more turnovers. Like it is bigger. Yeah. He can do pretty much everything Mahomes does, but slightly worse. That's basically what Man, Josh Kyler
0: Allen Murray just doesn't get any love, dude. He's like legit an MVP candidate this year. I just like, don't know what it is about Kyler Murray. I just don't, it's something I don't believe in. I'm like, I, I, I think he's great. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think after last I, week, I don't he know. started
1: to get it. But I think the reason is because we're just watching it. We're like, oh, that's Russell Wilson. And we know, we kind of have preconceived notions about Russell Wilson. That Russell Wilson oh, yeah. is... Russell Wilson's good, not great. He's like the Drew Brees of his generation. He's, you know, always behind the elite quarterbacks, but always really good. Never wins an MVP. I'll tell you this. So that Cardinals team
0: is a freaking wagon, though. Yeah,
1: they're better than I thought they were. Like... Th- I think after last week, I think after beating the Rams, I think everyone's kind of looking at Arizona like, okay, now we we believe in them. The fact they've beaten the Rams, who we all thought, were, like universally agree, are really good. The fact that they like curb stomped yeah. the Rams, they were like, okay, now that, we're yeah, that just felt
0: feeling. like a that felt like a um what's it called a uh, letdown game for the Rams after beating the Bucs. Classic um, look
1: ahead game, I guess, because they yeah they got a Thursday night against the Seahawks. Finally, we have a good Thursday night football game this week. Rams at the Seahawks.
0: That division is so dumb, dude. It's crazy.
1: All of them could make the playoffs still because they could all yeah. beat each other up and still make the playoffs in the NFC. Because think about it. NFC South, just the Bucks are going to make it. NFC East, just the Cowboys are going to make it. NFC North, just the Vikings, I mean, just the Packers are going to make it. So someone's got to get those yeah. other wildcard spots.
0: Could be all yeah, of the it, NFC West It's teams. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, dude, and I, um, yeah, so back to Justin Herbert, like, I really can't remember a quarterback, like, outside of, like, cause I feel like Patrick Mahomes is not even in any conversation, he's legit just, like, a different breed, yeah, like, I'm just, just-
1: came out 50 touchdowns, first season he ever played. Yeah,
0: right? he's just not even, like, w- w- when I talk about people, I never can bring him up to Patrick Mahomes, because it's just not fair. Because Patrick Mahomes is, like, a different level. Same thing with Lamar. I'll tell you That's though. why you said Mahomes, after yeah. Mahomes
1: and Lamar, they're just on another plane of existence. Then you would go Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, well, see, the thing about Lamar and and uh, this this is really important to me as like a, as a sports fan and analyst, I guess you want to call me. I look into specifics where I say, okay, you have one good year. Great, like, for sure, you need to do it another year. Then you have a similar year the year after. And then if you do it for three years, you're, you're, you're like arguably an all-time great. Like, like Derrick Henry, I cannot tell you a better running back in my lifetime besides like Adrian Peterson and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a freaking monster, dude. Like, he's like. Like, tell me someone else that you're like, he's definitely better than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is like. I cannot remember someone back. The
1: only comparison with that body type is literally Earl Campbell from the 1970s. There's literally no comparison for that large. He's legit like that
0: good. And he's like a Hall of Famer. Like, that's how good he is. I mean, I'm not saying he is right now because he needs to play more, but like, he's unbelievable. And I did the same thing with Derrick Henry. I said he had that one crazy good year. You know, and then I'm like, okay, he needs to do it the next year. That's another crazy good year. And I'm like, all right, he needs to do it this year. He's been a freaking monster, even though the Titans stink. But it's like, okay, Derrick Henry's a different level. Um, Josh Allen, I needed the same thing. I was like, I need to see it this year, and I'm just going to completely concede to any type of, like, you know, arguments with. Josh Allen yeah
1: I've said the same thing I'm like a small sample size right now with Josh Allen which is why he's in like that second tier of quarterbacks with Russell Wilson and Kyler and Dak Prescott like just because we haven't seen enough to make him you know anything more than baby Mahomes which I guess is just a tier below Mahomes
0: yeah I mean tier tier one is definitely uh I mean you know obviously like aaron rodgers and those guys but like they're just not even like in my thought process with like who i want to start a team with you know what yeah, i mean cuz they're cause just rodgers is old deshaun watson yeah, like, no one
1: knows what to do with him russell wilson's older Deshaun
0: Watson is just like a freaking gem, just sitting on the corner just like Staying out yeah
1: Deshaun Watson if That's the other if you take all the I mean I don't want to trivialize it but if you take All of the legal ramifications away Deshaun Watson's probably three in terms Of who you would start a franchise after Mahomes and Lamar like If you take all that away but Even still like Wherever you put Brady on that list too Like obviously he's 44 I maybe you do Start a franchise of Tom Brady he's got 10 Good years left (laughs) Yeah. um, He's going to (laughs) retire Russell Wilson, isn't he? He's retired Drew Brees. He's retired Peyton Manning. He's retired Aaron Rodgers. He's going to retire Russell Wilson
0: now. I've got a feeling. I I just, yeah, I just wouldn't, like, I just, I thought Tom Brady was going to retire like 10 years ago. So I just, like, don't even, I don't even, he's also in a different type of like unicorn thing. I'm like, bro, you do you, you go win with the freaking. I don't know. What's the worst franchise in football now? Um, The Jets. Go to the Jets and win in the Jets, and then you'll be like, you'll be like, freaking, they're going to change the NFL to Tom Brady league.
1: Yeah, then no. They're not the Tom you give Tom Brady a bad team, he's done. The the first time you give him a bad team. I was watching that game against uh the Patriots. I was just amazed how much protection he gets. Like there's just oh, nobody's yeah. even whiffing him in the pocket. It's unbelievable oh, yeah. how much time he has to sit back there and throw. And can I give you a can
0: I give you an opinion on Mike Evans? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I think Mike Evans is Soft, dude. I I don't like. He doesn't fight for balls. I would rather like, dude. I think Mike Evans is a, is is just soft. Like, look at this, dude. Antonio Brown goes in there and takes away all of his reps. I know he was catching some balls, but like, you know, Chris Godwin's been non-existent. But we can Chris Godwin. To be fair, Chris
1: Godwin's had double-digit fantasy points every single week this year,
0: which is shocking. Yeah, it's just. I feel like. I feel like. He said like, one catch that was, like, a billion yards.
1: Yeah, and it's just because he gets, like, these little 10-yard plays every now and then. Like, the push-off one against the Cowboys is, like, the only memory we have of Chris Godwin this year. But he just gets, like, these little plays, like, one after the other over and over. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Mike Evans, yeah. you were saying.
0: <sighs> yeah, like, Mike Evans is a good player. Like, I'm not going to tell you he's not. He's had a 1,000 yards, I think, every year since he's been in the league. I just, like... No, I don't think he, like, he just doesn't give me that, like, type of, like, elite, elite. Everyone wants him to be, like, always the one of the best receivers in football. Like, I just don't get that for him. Do you feel that way?
1: So, the joke I always used to make with Mike Evans is that he's wide receiver seven in fantasy football and every year. Because he was playing with all those Jameis teams for a while. Yeah. So, he always felt like he's just going to be wide receiver seven in fantasy. Like, he's just Keenan Allen, but taller, basically, was what Mike Evans was. And... He I think he was like the the seven pick in the draft I think so he's one of these dudes that's just like a super freak talent kind of like Amari Cooper who was picked like third in the draft or OBJ like just guys that you just look at him you're like oh that guy's gonna be a top 10 pick because he's just freaking gigantic and yeah also helped make Johnny Manziel a real thing but Mike Evans is just getting older. <laughs> I think is the, the just the biggest part about it. Yeah. Like Mike Evans is older, and he's in an offense that's more congested. Like the the better question I would say here is Godwin's on the franchise tag this year. So if you can only keep one Godwin or Evans, I think I'm keeping Godwin, and I'm trying to trade yeah, Evans. If I can only keep yeah. one under the cap, I think I'm I'm trying. I'm not to keep telling Godwin. you
0: that. Yeah, I'm not telling you that Chris Mike Evans is bad. Like that's I'm not saying that. I just <clears throat> I don't know. I mean that yeah, that, I mean yeah, that he's soft. that offense he's is soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just gives me that soft vibe.
1: I don't know. So, here's the stats on Godwin this year. So, first game against the Cowboys, nine catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. Uh, next week against the Falcons, four catches, 62 yards, one touchdown. Week against the Rams, six catches, seventy-four yards, which was kind of weird. That was the game I thought he played bad, but he had six catches for seventy-four yards. And then last week against the Patriots, three catches, fifty-five yards. So, yeah, it's progressively he's gotten worse after the first couple games because he's. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm. It's, it's more. It's more yards than I. I feel like I didn't even see him one time in the Patriots game. Like, I mean, I think I saw him. Towards the end of the game, he made one catch that was actually pretty big. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. No. There was there was a moment where he had a cat. The Patriots were weird because they. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm saying this in 2021. Tom Brady really needed Rob Gronkowski this week because they kicked like four field oh, yeah. goals down in the red zone. It was like they, they just did, need a red yeah. zone threat, which technically could be Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans is just. Someone said than that.
0: Everyone. Someone said. <clears throat> someone said that 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 like. Rob Gronkowski's a freaking crutch for Tom Brady. It's true, dude. He's just, he's just like a, he runs routes well, he's fast, but he can catch. Like, I don't, I feel like I've, I do not ever remember Gronk dropping balls. I mean, like, can you remember any of that? Gronk. Like, I can't remember specifically that's, that's other joke. tight ends doing no, that. No, the joke I
1: remember with Gronk is just that he, like, has lug nuts falling out of him, but he's still going to find a way to make a catch because even when he's not open, he's open. And yeah, I mean, Gronk, I mean, he had, he was trying to play with a punctured lung. Can we talk about that? Like, my yeah. man tried to yeah, play yeah, with insane. a punctured lung and four broken ribs. Like, that dude is a crazy person. He's going to need, like, a flak jacket to try and play that game, but. That's
0: the other part is like,
1: I don't remember Gronk taking that injury. It used to just be like everyone would take him out by the knees or try and drag him down by his horse collar.
0: Yeah. Did you see that hit though? Oh yeah. He got
1: got freaking popped.
0: Murdered.
1: Yeah. Well, Aaron Hernandez murders. He got popped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That was actually a fun thing. Another reveal. We talked about Wickersham's book last week. <laughs> Apparently the the reason Belichick drafted Gronk and Aaron Hernandez was a direct response to not being able to beat Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan, which is unbelievable to think about in hindsight. <laughs> it's like,
0: how can we take apart the Jets? Let's do this two tight end thing. and, and then And then it turns into, you know, freaking... David and Goliath, uh, two Goliaths.
1: Yeah, just gigantic human beings catching footballs for the New England Patriots, and now Gronk catches footballs for the Buccaneers. And I think I think he was the leading touchdown receiver up until last week. I think Cooper Cup passed him, but he was for three weeks the leading touchdown catcher in the NFL, which is just stupid.
0: All of it's stupid. Just um, like yeah. Michael Michael Lombardi just tweeted. He said, according to two Jacksonville sources, there are many closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in football offices, and none of them have to do anything with the Titans. Stay tuned. This might get ugly.
1: Okay, let's talk about Urban Meyer, because yeah. this, this story was excellent over the weekend. Um, have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. Okay, so there's this joke in the show. I mean, I've, no, I've only seen parts. Like, this is just a famous clip from the show where the guy – actually here's a better reference you've seen anchorman right okay this joke is not as good because it, you know the joke hasn't aged as well but it's basically the joke where ron burgundy's talking to the the lady whose name i forgot and his like his penis is sticking out of his zipper that's how i imagine urban meyer is at the bar where he's just like hello and she's like Mr. Meyer, you have a massive erection. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, do I? And Urban Meyer... So Urban Meyer gets busted for this story. Um, and it's it's like Urban Meyer just being sad and showing up to an Ohio restaurant, which I thought was a Jacksonville bar at, at the beginning. I thought he was in a sad Jacksonville oh, bar. Too. And I was like... This is this is the most storied Ohio State coach of, like, the last 50 years. And he's watching them pummel Rutgers at a sad Jacksonville bar. And turns out it was his own restaurant in Ohio. But, yeah. man, it was rough weekend for Urban Meyer because he got immediately roasted on the Internet. This is within, oh, like, yeah. hours of it happening. It's, like, everywhere on the Internet, which... Oh yeah,
0: it was like legit the story.
1: Yeah, and it's like the fifth most embarrassing thing that's happened to the Jaguars this year. Like they've just become a walking meme. It's almost, I really wish that in mid-season hard knocks had gone to Jacksonville so we just could have gotten everyone being angry and upset. They haven't won a game yet this year. They probably should have beat the Bengals, but they didn't. And now Urban Meyer is
0: embarrassing the franchise a great deal. Yeah, Urban Meyer. I mean, like, there's like so many jokes now. It's like, oh, over under, how many games it's gonna take for him to um, have an like make a fake, you know, uh, injury or uh, it's not injury, sorry, uh, like heart issue or whatever. It's coming soon. Okay, it's coming soon. So he-
1: this is another interesting part because I like I talked about this on Monday on our podcast. I was like, do I feel bad about making fun of a person's like mental health and marital situation? Because there is a victim in this situation and it is his wife. Like she didn't yes. ask for any of this. And like, do I feel bad making these jokes? A little bit. Yeah, like it's it's made easier because Urban Meyer is such a compromised guy and he's made so like we talked about the Florida team a couple weeks ago, like that, like that, the covering up a wife beater within his program at Ohio State, like Urban Meyer's had compromised morals for a while. But do I feel bad about making fun of that, given that his wife is a victim in this situation? Absolutely. But if you're the person, well, so, so if you're the person who comes up with the joke on the internet that says, looks like Urban Meyer can't leave the Jaguars to spend time with his family anymore, and you're sitting on that joke, sometimes I might compromise my morals if I had that good of a joke sitting there and used it on the yeah. internet, because...
0: Yeah, man. so part of me, part of me says, yeah, I feel bad for her, right? Like, I really do, because it's like embarrassing all of this, but like... You you got to know when you marry this absolute Urban Myers just a just a dink. Like you can't know this guy is so did you see his apology? Yeah. He's like it was stupid, I'm sorry. Dude, he was like a bunch of kids wanted to take pictures, so I was taking pictures. Dude, you were literally getting like grinded by a girl. Like you, you make it sound like you just like fell into her. Well, and someone no, found the like, video you- of
1: him sticking a finger in her, you know where? And yeah, he,
0: yeah, he is just like, oh my god, he's something, man. And it's just, there's nothing you can't like. They did the
1: PR move of like. I I have to say like there aren't Many good situations there other Than just accepting responsibility Which he technically did but It wasn't like the awkward Tiger Woods One where it's like I've been unfaithful Type of thing like there's They did the best they could like It's a terrible situation to Find yourself in and the organization's just like oh god why does this Happen everywhere else do other Coaches have scandals like this
0: Yeah it's (sighs) It's really bad. It's really bad, dude. Yeah. It's, I, I don't even really know. <laughs> I, I don't that know.
1: man could have had the I Texas job with infinite resources for the rest of time. He could have had the Texas job and he turned it down. Not that Texas is like a great program, but about to get that SEC money. Like they have the second highest athletic budget in college football. He could have had that, man. He he's now miserable in Jacksonville and apparently Ohio now. Like he could have had all of it, and he's just suffering through Jacksonville now.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude. I think he's gonna get fired.
1: I don't know. Like I, I think Daryl Bevel's already a dead man walking, the offensive coordinator. But I don't know yeah. about Urban Meyer. It's so much money. Like, we don't know exactly how much he's making, but he turned down eight million dollars a year from Texas. So he's getting at least yeah, from, comparable to that.
0: Yeah, from what I was saying, I thought it was like ten million a year.
1: So we technically don't know, but people are speculating like it's got it like they can ballpark it within like give or take a million dollars from ten million because He we know what he turned down from Texas. He turned down eight million a year, which would have made him the second highest paid coach in the in college football. Um, I think Matt rules making about eight million with the Panthers and he's like the fourth highest paid coach or something. So Urban Myers, like right up there with Gruden in terms of like that level of a contract, it's going to be so much money for the Jaguars to buy him out. That I don't know what they do at this point. But to to in the full spirit of journalistic transparency here on this gas bag show, um, we don't know how much Urban Meyer is technically making.
0: Yeah. Uh dude. I just I don't even know what to do with that team because, like, you got Trevor Lawrence, who's like basically like the Tim Tebow of our generation, <laughs> just dealing with freaking Urban Meyer. But he's like, actually don't, good. Don't know.
1: Like we see how no, good yeah. Trevor Lawrence actually. Like even no, in failure, even in failure, we still see the gifts for Trevor Lawrence. It's just yeah, the yeah, team yeah. is awful and. Here's the thing. So they traded Jalen Ramsey and basically said, we're going to bottom out. We're going to do the Brown style rebuild. We're going to have five first round picks in three years. And from those first round picks, all they have is Trevor Lawrence. Because they drafted C.J. Henderson. That was a bust. He's already on the Panthers now. Clavon Chason, that's a bust. He's gone now. They drafted Trevor Lawrence. They drafted Travis Etienne, who's gone for the season. Like, they've got literally nothing to show for their rebuild other than Trevor Lawrence. And that team's still, like, on their way to going 1-16 this year.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's rough out here in Jacksonville. Yeah, I I just don't even know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. Even, I, I just don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? It just. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's all gone for Jacksonville. By the way, could, speaking of terrible
1: teams from the AFC South, and that could mean any of the AFC South teams. But yeah, yeah, I was like kind of wondering yeah. who you're talking. about Who am about I there? talking about here? Terrible teams from the AFC South could be the Colts. Could every be the one Titans, of them? Is bad. Could be the Jaguars. No, this time. It's That's the. the
0: that's the worst division of football,
1: right? Oh, it's by, a, by a huge amount. Because at least in the NFC East, the Cowboys are good now. Like Washington's mediocre, Giants suck, Eagles are actively losing. Like at least the Cowboys are good now. In The AFC South, someone's yeah. gonna
0: win that division just by getting like eight. Well, bro, even even if you get another team, if you get if if you take out the Cowboys and put in another team. They're still better than that that wretched division. That that, that division's so bad. I've been making the joke
1: for years. The AFC South just exists to get the four seed and lose a game on ESPN on the wild card because there was this weird joke that the Texans... Man, you got a lot of jokes. You got a lot of jokes. So that one is built in because the Texans made the playoffs four years in a row, and every single year they played the wild card game on ESPN that ESPN pays $600 million for. Every single year they kept playing on ESPN and it was always like Brock Osweiler or Brian Hoyer. And then eventually it got to be Deshaun Watson. But they would just always lose on ESPN because ESPN always got the Texans as their playoff game. And then last year it happened to the Titans where the Titans were the ESPN playoff game. Number four seed smacked by the Baltimore Ravens. Then one year was like the Colts and the Texans played on ESPN. So the, the AFC South is always the four seed. They're going to lose on ESPN. That's how it works every single year. And this year is just a perfect example of that. Because the Titans are going to win that division. Everyone else in the division is just straight ass cheeks. The Titans are mediocre, but they're still going to win the division because everyone else in that division is terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it. yeah, that. It's just it's something. So the
1: person I did want to talk about is Davis Mills, because uh, let's let's read this stat (laughs) of the day, courtesy of just looking up box scores on the Internet. (laughs) Davis Mills finished the first half of that game against Buffalo with one of three passing. For seven yard, I'm sorry, for three yards, one of, sorry, yeah. I messed those up backwards. Let's reset here. One of seven passing. So he had a 14% completion percentage, three yards, three interceptions, zero QBR. The first quarterback to record a zero QBR in a full half of football since Nathan Peterman. Oh, no. First time that has happened that you have a zero QBR in an entire half of football since not the Nathan Peterman five interception game. Peterman did it twice. He did it again to kick off the season the year after they drafted Josh Allen in 2018. He, he started the first game of the season and threw three interceptions in the first half and they went to Josh Allen immediately after that. So Peterman's done it twice Davis Mills has now done it once. It's the first time that anyone has had a zero QBR and a half since
0: then. So that Texans team, though, in all fairness, is so... Bad. You were saying it before oh. I did I said like well look
1: Tyrod Taylor makes them a little bit better They're not as bad as we thought Because we assumed they would yeah. be the first pick in the draft Nah they are bad man It's going to be a long three months for the Texans
0: Oh my god Yeah no Tyrod Taylor was like actually like honestly There's never I'm trying to think Outside of Ryan Fitzpatrick He might be the best bridge quarterback in history Yeah he legit just like we'll just win you some games, lose you some, make your make you a little entertaining. You give him just enough and then talent, just like, he'll
1: break a seventeen-year playoff drought, but only with the help of Andy Dalton completing a fourth and twenty.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he can make the playoffs. He'll make it interesting. He'll, but you'll still get a good, um, you'll still. You, You'll you'll still go um, get a good you know draft spot like all this, dude. Like yeah. it's all it's actually one it's, of my it's all one of my all
1: time worst takes, I think, was last year saying that if the Chargers start Tyrod Taylor the entire season, they'll win 10 games. If they sit Herbert the entire season and just play Tyrod Taylor, they can win 10 games. And yeah, Justin Herbert just keeps getting better and better. And they should have started Justin Herbert in week one and it was just yeah idiotic. i mean it, oh it was it was
0: really unfortunate it was really unfortunate for Tyrod Taylor but like they should have started Tyrod i'm um, Justin Herbert from day one so it was like no matter what happened but it was really unfortunate cuz like if they just didn't start if they just started Tyrod i'm um, Justin Herbert off the jump he wouldn't have had a puncture long probably yeah
1: by the way, there's another fun stat around uh, this Texans team that I'd like to share. I, me- I, I mentioned this briefly on another podcast, but now that they've gotten smoked, it only gets better um, with Tyrod in the six quarters with Tyrod Taylor. The Texans are plus 10 in scoring in the 10 quarters without Tyrod Taylor. they are negative 78. They are plus 10 with Tyrod Taylor in six quarters. They are negative 78 points without Tyrod Taylor on the field. It's unbelievable how terrible that team is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They have been outscored by a touchdown a quarter for 10 consecutive quarters. That's unbelievable. They've been outscored by a touchdown in every quarter for 10 consecutive
0: quarters bro that is insane actually i'm like trying to like wrap my head around that that's insane
1: yeah it's so bad i don't know what tyron i think it might just be playing the jaguars like they just he just got to play the jaguars the first week of the season but i i don't know if they'll win a game the rest of the season and I don't want to say that because I don't want to break my perfect streak of saying last year after the Jaguars won week one that they wouldn't win a game the rest of the season. And I was right. They didn't win a game the rest of the season. I'm tempted to say it again with the Texans, but I'm afraid of putting my perfect streak in jeopardy of nailing that (laughs) when the Jaguars are one and oh, saying they'd go one in (laughs) 15. But I don't think the Texans are going to win another game the rest of the year. Like it's so bad in Houston.
0: Yeah, the fact they won one game is shocking.
1: Because it's against the only team worse than them, and it's in their own freaking division.
0: Yeah. Oh, my
1: God, they're so bad. Oh, my God. The AFC South is so bad. The Colts are bad, too. The Colts are so bad. I don't know. That window closed so fast. They were going to be the next dynasty of the NFL, and Andrew Luck retired. that, That window closed so quick for the Colts. Ugh. It hurts.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't even know what to think about the Colts, to be honest. Like, it's like part of me is like, oh, they're trash. But then other part of me like, well, they have Carson Wentz, who's also trash. You know, it's actually so I, funny. I don't know.
1: You know what? The, so QBR is a stat that I mention a bunch because it's, it's, it's just a better way. It's like basically like PER in the NBA or like war in baseball. So QBR, yeah. the average QBR in the NFL is 91. And I told you that about Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones had a 101 QBR, which was slightly, you know, it's a good bit above average. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers' average is, like, 107 for his career or something like that.
0: So, yeah, like, like, like re- really quick, the reason why I, I'm really impressed by that with Mac Jones is because it's how big of a game it was. Like, I don't really even care if he played well, just the fact that, like, he showed up. He I mean I I do care that he played well, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. The point so the
1: the league average is ninety one. Carson Wentz's QBR is 91 and it comes from two games where he was in the 120s in QBR and two games where he was in the 50s and 60s so two awful games two terrible games averages out to literally being the league average for Carson Wentz I don't know that's what he is though I guess I I guess that's where Carson Wentz is at this point is just being Jimmy Garoppolo with, with way more injuries and every time you snap you're afraid that something's gonna go wrong like
0: yeah he yeah, he's gonna have a starting gig anywhere he goes. I mean, well, I'm on open like like open places and like basically you and I did that thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, oh, what teams would he start on? I bet you the um bet you the Steelers would love Car- to have him right now,
1: <laughs>
0: dude. The Steelers, I'll tell you, I s- am m- stunned they didn't get Sam Donald. Stunned, like I. Was hearing that that was what was going to happen. Like, they bet their problem isn't anything else besides Ben Roethlisberger. He's he is so bad. Well, and just I don't even know on defense, but that's
1: something they can't control. Like the roster, construction no, yeah, itself. no, I
0: know. But yeah. I, I, if he just I, if they just get a better quarterback, they're winning more games. Like, like yeah, their defense is, is but their defense is prolifically good if they're healthy. But Ben Roethlisberger can't even complete these freaking passes,
1: bro. No he's done And what's weird is that I, I think I did too much Of the victory lap last year That this year just feels like Extra time Like all last year I kept calling him Jimmy Garoflisberger And kept saying This dude's absolutely cooked Basically a backup level Quarterback at this point point. And now everyone else Is saying it I'm like Well I guess now It's just obvious then Like it, it I was saying that last Like what were we not Seeing last year Was it just that They were 11-0 Because they were going 11-0 and with a system And the system was working Yeah and then it, I think they're like two and eight since then or something like that, I think is the stat. And when he yeah. threw the three interceptions against the Browns, I was like, I told you I I was so right. And now at this point, it's just like, oh, you what? I thought we all realized he was cooked. The Steelers didn't do anything. They didn't even try and get like a Mariota or something like it's just Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. I think Mason Rudolph is technically second on the depth chart still. And yeah, it's like this, yeah, like you, I'm petrified. You, 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 to, yeah, you, I'm petrified to watch Mason Rudolph because I remember how he looked when they had a great offensive line. How's he gonna look when they have no offensive line? I'm scared of how yeah. bad Mason Rudolph is gonna look.
0: Yeah, Mason Rudolph. We know what he is. He's not good, but we don't really know. I mean, we know what Dwayne Haskins is, but we don't really know. Like, he's still has an opportunity to do so. I. Um, I wanted to touch on this really quick. Something that was really interesting to me was that um if you look at cuz you said you said like earlier in the show you were like oh the Bills are probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL Mitchell Trubisky. I bet that Trubisky gets a starting job somewhere else. Um maybe not this next year or even the year after but like he did the did, did like the Ryan Tannehill model. Yeah, we have a term for um, this. I think it's called bridge watering. Is where a yeah. fringe
1: level starter goes and backs up for a good team, and then convinces some dumb franchise to give him a big contract. Does it mean you're going to be a starter in the NFL? No, you're not good enough to be a starter in the NFL. It, but I think it means he's I think get that a lot the of money. Bears'
0: problem is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. But yeah, I agree. Y- yeah, but like 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 Mitchell Trubisky is obviously not good. Like a third number three overall pick, like, he's not that good. But Matt Nagy is a problem at this point. Like, I don't even know how he's a coach. Like, I, I liked him early on. I really thought he was good. And But then, like, the fact that that team won, like, won like 12 games, like, that that defense was, like, historically good. Yeah. Yeah. And Trubisky still had a good
1: year. Like, Trubisky made the Pro Bowl that year as, like, <gasps> a Pro Bowl alternate. And, like, yeah. that was the year that you looked and you're like, oh, Trubisky actually has something... Fun fact, going into his third year, Mitchell Trubisky was the betting favorite to win the MVP, because everyone kept betting Trubisky's going to take a leap, Trubisky's going to take a leap, Take a leap, and Vegas was like, we can get some money from some poor suckers willing to bet that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the MVP of the NFL. Jeez. And... That's actually insane. Yeah, and then two years, it didn't happen, because he's Mitchell... He just, he just wasn't that guy. Like, twi- It's like Jared Goff syndrome. If you give him a good offensive line, you give him a couple weapons, a good defense... You you can mask a lot of the problems. And Mitchell Trubisky was just kind of that. And so, yeah, the, I think it just got to a point where it felt like a, a, a toxic relationship where where Trubisky kept coming back and the Bears were like, nah, we don't want this anymore. Um, I think they're at that place with Nagy now where I, I, I think it's just apathy at this point. If it's apathy, that means the fan base has given up on Nagy. Maybe the players have given up on Nagy. I don't know yet, but I don't think there's any way he can survive this year. Like this is this is the end game for Nagy. I don't know if he gets fired until like December,
0: January, like the very end yeah, of the or, season. But I, yeah, or he just makes it through the season. They get fired in the off season. Like he just doesn't make it. Yeah. There's no way. He, there's no way he's the coach for next year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he can survive this. I, I don't think at this point he's got anything left to stand on.
1: Other than like we're gonna develop Justin Fields, but he won't even play Justin Fields without being forced to. So I don't think. I don't think he's got anything left to stand on. I think. I think Pace is probably going to get fired too. If this season goes poorly enough, they'll just clear house. But I would have done that last year. I would. I would have like. Why does making the playoffs mean you can't fire a coach? Like they, they if they if they don't make the playoffs if the Cardinals don't lose Kyler Murray the last two games of the season, the Bears are firing Nagy and Pace. Like it's just because yeah, they look got at, that meaningless playoff spot.
0: Yeah, look at the uh, look at the Capitals. I'm, I'm switching sports, but. The, I, I'm honestly forgetting the coach's name right now, but... Is it he, Trotz, or is it a different one? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, Barry Trotz, you're right. Dude, you're so good with these names. Oh, it's
1: oh, the he, only NHL manager I know. I know him and Coach Q. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got yeah, in the
0: repertoire. Yeah, he, he won the Stanley Cup and basically got fired. Like, that was, like, the that was the last dance... Yeah, that was the last dance. He wins his freaking Stanley Cup on the duck boat. He gets the call. I mean, I don't. I I feel like at this point they didn't really like, you know, fire him. Fire him. They're basically so it was the
1: last year of his contract, and they were like, "We're not going to extend you." And he kind of got done dirty because it was done so late that the only job left available was the Islanders, and he he did all right with that. Like he's been to back to back conference finals with the Islanders, but. He didn't really get like he could have had any job he wanted and because they waited so long, he was like, well, the only job left if I want to coach now is the Islanders. Yeah, that baseball yeah. baseball example the same way. Um, I talked about uh, the Trent Grisham booted ball earlier on in the show. If Trent Grisham doesn't boot that ball. Davey Martinez is fired as as Nationals manager because he was such a bad manager. He still is a bad manager, I attest. But because he won a World Series, he's just got protection now because he managed a bullpen for like four well. or five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Remember Jane? What was it Jane Farrell? John Farrell? What was it? John name?
1: Farrell? Yeah the
0: the former Red Sox guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he. Was a horrible coach, but wins the the World Series in like the first second he gets here, and then he just gets protection.
1: Yeah, that was the, I think that was the rare coach trade. I think he was the I think he was the Blue Jays manager, and then he got like
0: traded to the Red Sox or something. I, I remember something weird yeah. like that, but yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was after. The, I think he was the first coach after Bobby Valentine. Yeah, I'm no, pretty he sure
1: because he won the World Series yeah. in 2013, like right after replacing Bobby Valentine, and yeah. then. He and then they fired him for Cora, and then Cora won the championship in his first year.
0: Which is <laughs> Cora's a good coach, though. Cora's, Cora's yeah, a, good no, coach, Cora's though, a really
1: sure. good manager. That's why they brought him back after the suspension. They're like, we're not going to do better than him. We'll, we'll absorb the PR hit. We'll 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 bring Cora. Yeah, back. no,
0: he's he's a great coach. Great.
1: Yeah, it's not like the Yankees who want to fire Aaron Boone at this point. Like he's pretty good, but even. To that, think about the NBA. I <laughs> after the Bucks won the championship, my ass would have fired Budenholzer.
0: I would have said, "Bro, Budenholzer is a bad coach." Yeah, he is. I th- he
1: just got a three-year extension because they won the championship. I'd fire Budenholzer that- after last year, even though they won the championship. I still would have fired. Yeah, what his ass what are they
0: doing with that dude? Like you just forgot that all this freaking—he's dude—he sucks. It's Giannis's coach
1: though. It's Giannis's coach, and Giannis is going to keep him around because, of course, he won a championship. He's going to get an extension. They just won the championship. Davey Martinez
0: Giannis, (laughs) But Giannis also loved Jason Kidd. Remember that?
1: Yeah, that one was weird. I think that was just because Jason Kidd was there for so long, and Giannis is loyal to the people who show him care. Kidd was the person who tried to make him a point guard, which was a good idea, but Giannis never developed the outside shot to make him a threat. And I—like— I don't know why we're still retreading Jason Kidd. Like, I thought the whole point was, like, after Kidd left, Giannis got significantly better. But I guess they, people were like, well, he developed Giannis, so, you know, we might as well bring in— <laughs> we might as well hire Jason Kidd to do that for Luca." I don't know.
0: It's just because—it's just—dude, these players, all they care about is having coaches that played in the NBA because they, get, like, want to be able to talk shop with them. That's what Kyrie said. They had these like, he's like oh I want a guy that can you know went in there and had did battle and I, he knows what it's like to you know be, be with his teammates
1: blah blah. Yeah, blah, you don't blah, want blah, the blah. leadership coach unless the coach is bringing something so innovative schematically. You don't want the leadership coach if you're a player. You just want a coach who can be one of the guys. That's what makes Tyron Lue such a good coach. It, it, does he have anything interesting schematically? No, it's the most boring offense ever, but he's relatable. and Players will go to bat for him every single time. All those old Cavs players, all those Los Angeles Clippers players, they will go to bat for Tyron Lue because he's relatable. And...
0: He's, he's, he's literally just one of their homies. Yeah,
1: unless you're Nick Nurse and you're doing like weird kooky, innovative shit. <laughs> like if and if and even Nick Nurse, like he didn't play in the NBA, but he seems down to earth. Like Nick Nurse seems kind of fun. Yeah. Like even then, you kind of want a relatable coach, which is why I'm again surprised we keep retreading Jason Kidd. <laughs> Jason Kidd seems like the angry dude who just hates the world and hates everyone in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ugh, it's such a weird situation. So what you got for the final thoughts here today, my man coming up here on the end of time here on the DSD pod. Check out cams work, by the way, daily sports dosage, Instagram's back up. So you can check that out as well. Instagram, uh, tick yeah. YouTube, Snapchat, all that cool stuff. Whoa. Burp. Wow. Uh, I, <laughs> but, snuck up on yeah, you. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cam, what you got on the final thought? I'm going to try and recover from that real quick. Ugh.
0: yeah. Uh, Honestly, don't really have much. Um I, I was originally, ha- I really had something like in, you know, just on my piece of paper that I actually ended up just like talking about during the conference, during the podcast. I wanted to talk, we, we, we did it in two seconds. I thought that we were going to not talk about the Red Sox. and mean, we, we did. So I was going to give him a, a two minutes of fame, but Honestly, don't really have much. I I think Uh, I could drop two words into the conversation, and and we'd
1: have something here. Steve Belichick.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, we could do a second one with Steve Belichick. So, Steve Belichick is the weirdest guy in the history of existence. So, I'll take his as my final thought. So, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, Steve Belichick wants... uh, Once the cameras were on him on Sunday night football, he was like licking his lips, making weird faces. Like, I don't know what was happening there. He's like possessed, I think. But
1: he did it like multiple times, which was weird. Like, they just kept panning it. I kept thinking they were just replaying the same video over and over. Nah, it was him every single time doing the same weird things with his mouth.
0: He was focus focused.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean people kept saying he was on drugs Which that would be more That would make a better explanation It doesn't make any sense what he's doing Like isn't this why coaches yeah. Hold the play sheet up It's not to protect their mouth It's just so they don't become memes like Steve Belichick Yeah By the way I also yeah. I saw your TikTok with, um, with him sounding like his dad Oh my god he sounds exactly like his dad Yeah crazy right <laughs> So weird uh. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. I don't really have a whole lot. Yeah, that's our our boy Steve Belichick. Oh my gosh, it's so weird, so freaking weird. Um, so you mentioned baseball a second ago. Before I get to my final thought, forty year old Adam Wainwright is starting a wild card game on Wednesday. <laughs> What, yeah, is, it, what is happening? It's Wang Wright and Scherzer. They're combined 77 years old between the two of them. And they're starting a <laughs> winner or go home wild card game. Does, doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like Scherzer's going to win Cy Young. Like he's still really good. But if you would have told yeah. me that was a matchup like a decade ago in the World Series. I think it was. Did the Cardinals? No, the Cardinals didn't play the Tigers in any of those years. But you could have told me they played in the World Series 10 years ago. I would have believed you that they were starting to yeah, get. It's, it's actually other. insane. Yeah, so dumb. So unbelievable. So for my final thought this week, I'm, I'm a little upset we didn't get to this on the podcast today. So we got two, thi- or two things that we can talk about here. Um, one is Hunter Renfro because I'm so glad that the world, not the Hunter Renfro on the Red Sox, the Hunter Renfro... For the Las Vegas Raiders because yeah. I'm so glad the world discovered the college football gift of Hunter Renfro because he what's that. So Hunter Renfro used to play with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant at Clemson and yeah. his the first introduction we had to Hunter Renfro first time we learned about Hunter Renfro 2016 National Championship. He catches the touchdown with one second left in the game to beat alabama for clemson and everyone's like look at this little white guy hunter renfro making amazing touchdown catch and then he takes off his helmet my man is yeah, yeah. 20 years old looks like he's 40 and my man yeah, he look already has a receding hairline this was five years ago five years ago my man had a receding hairline and looked like he was a 40 year old man and he was a freshman, so he played at Clemson every single big game. It would be like, Hunter Renfro is still at Clemson? Huh, he's still at Clemson? He was a four-year starter, five years at Clemson because he redshirted his first year. My man was there for so long that by the end of his time at Clemson, when they won the nat- the second national championship, people just kept making jokes. Civil War veteran Hunter Renfro makes the touchdown catch. Hunter Renfro has been playing at Clemson since 1942. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Hunter Renfro looks like he has a wife and three children and has a mortgage and he's 22 years old. He became a punchline for a full year in college football because it's just Hunter Renfro is an is a 42 year old man playing college football for Clemson catching a touchdown every now and then and he makes it to the NFL (laughs) he shows up on hard knocks and all the college football people who watch the NFL are like oh my gosh it's Hunter Renfro on hard knocks let's go old man Hunter (laughs) Renfro is in the NFL because he was like a fifth round pick or something in the NFL draft so everyone kind of forgot about him And now he has reemerged as the number four receiver on the Raiders and everyone got to enjoy Hunter Renfro last night, lighting up a charger defender on a fake punt. Do you
0: know how? Oh, dude, that was insane.
1: Do you know how good you have to be and how funny you have to look to make people forget about a fake punt pass? Those never happen it's always a story when that happens. And immediately after we're like, look at Hunter Renfro. He is now apparently 45 years old. He's older than Tom Brady. You can't tell me otherwise. He's about 10 years older than Tom Brady. You can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) And Hunter Renfro is laying out dudes on fake punts and pulling in like three catches for 14 yards and helping the Raiders lose by 14 points to the Chargers. So I'm glad that we got Hunter Renfro back the The second part was that uh, I was feeling a little. Well, actually, do you have any thoughts on Hunter Renfro, <laughs> Cam? <laughs> no, I I, I,
0: don't. I I don't. I'm so
1: glad the world got reintroduced to Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I,
0: I mean you, you basically covered it. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I had to give the backstory of why Hunter Renfro is yeah. now a meme on Tuesday morning or Monday
0: night. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He's definitely like. Like yeah, he looks. It's actually shocking how old he looks. It happens in
1: college basketball and college football because guys get retreaded so quickly, and they like usually you learn about a guy for one year and then they go pro. So when you have the guy who's there for like four years and you kind of known his name since he was a freshman, they kind of just become the meme like they're never gonna leave school, like they're like the seventh like year Pey- seniors. Uh, yeah,
0: f- yeah. The guy that I remember all the time was uh, Peyton Siva. And uh, yep. Peyton Siva was one of them. Uh, and then uh,
1: remember Aaron Kraft, Aaron Kraft. That's a good one. Remember um, in college basketball, Luke may the guy who made that like yeah. shot for North Carolina to go to the final yeah. four. He was still at North Carolina last year. He just graduated oh. last year. <laughs> And he,
0: that's actually, shocking. yeah, he
1: made that shot like back in 2017. He just graduated last year from North Carolina.
0: He was still so he's playing gonna, there. He's, so he's not going pro, obviously. No, definitely
1: not. But he was there for a long ass time. And we'd learned about him because he made that magical buzzer beater in the Elite Eight. And we are like, oh, Luke May, congratulations. And he was still there four years later. And so <laughs> he's one of those guys um, it happened with one of those Georgia running backs. I think it was like Sony Michelle, where he was like there forever. We're like, "Oh, Sony Michelle's still at Georgia, huh?" Who would have thought? <laughs> it happens. A
0: few, a yeah, it, it doesn't usually happen in football as much, as because of how short the the year um, their um, like what their career expectancy is. Yeah,
1: and in, in college football at least, like there's no one and done, so people are there for multiple years. It's just college basketball because everyone gets tread out. You have to learn new people every year. When you see the same face over and over again, it's kind of funny when it pops up. There was a center for Purdue that was like seven foot one that like transferred to BYU last year. His name's like Matt Harams. I just said he looks like Drago from Rocky, but he kept showing up every single year. I'm like, oh, look, it's Drago. He still plays for Purdue. And then he showed up at BYU (laughs) for his last year, but he's another one of those guys. Um, uh, it's, it's like the random name game where you just name random players. They're yeah. just people you remember being in college forever. Yeah. It's a fun game. Okay. It is a fun the game. The second part I had, and I'll, I'll make this one a little quicker is. Sure. I was feeling a little down going into this weekend. Like college football was kind of boring on sat on Saturday and I spent too yeah, much time. It watching. definitely was. Yeah. I spent way too much time watching college football. My spirits got uplifted a bit because I didn't realize how much I missed the Falcons chaos game in my life. (laughs) I needed that good Falcons chaos game. You know, 35-30, Heineke's throwing Hail Marys and Terry McLaurin's finding them in midair. Like, I just just missed a good Falcons chaos game. And I was texting you about this (laughs) because I'm like, if Washington comes back and covers the spread on this, which was looking like they were going to kick a field goal to win the game, which would have pushed, I'm like... You're learning why I hate, but also love Falcons and Lions games in the gambling world. Oh yeah,
0: because <laughs> dude. Do you know what the worst part about it is? Is so I ended up ta- so so I took the Titans and then I texted you being like, oh that I don't want to take them anymore because I didn't know they were injured. But I'll tell you this, I swear on anything, I actually bet the Jets. I knew they were going to cover. You, I didn't think they were going to win. Bet the Jets straight up. I actually. Bet on them. I, I I knew that they were going to cover. I didn't think they were going to win. I really didn't. But I just, dude, the the Titans are so bad. They're so overrated. It's not even funny. And I and I knew that Zach Wilson was going to have a pretty big day. Um, he he showed some flashes. We didn't really talk about him at all. Yeah. But he he definitely. He, he popped a little that bit.
1: That 60-yard touchdown to Corey Davis felt like something Mahomes does, where you just roll into the right, flings it 50, 60 yards. It, and was, it was a, a great touchdown. pass,
0: too. Perfect. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's like you see the flashes, less flashes than Trevor Lawrence, but you still see the oh, yeah. flashes every now and then with Do, Zach Wilson. You
0: saw with Justin Fields too that you see flashes with all these guys. The only one that we haven't really seen much from is Trey Lance. But even he played
1: the second half against the Seahawks, and his numbers were super inflated because there was if one of his touchdowns
0: he had a seventy-five yard touchdown. Oh yeah, it's
1: just the worst blown coverage I've ever
0: seen. It was the, yeah busted coverage, and he found. I mean like he, yeah, yeah, he deserves credit for yeah, that, but he got he it. He had like, like a
1: 120 qbr i'm like that doesn't count he was like nine first 18 170 yards two touchdowns i'm like half those yards and half your touchdowns were on a blown coverage by Sidney jones he didn't even throw a good pass like devo had to stop running catch it and still was 15 yards ahead of the closest defender just one of the worst blown coverages i've ever seen by the seahawks (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, Trey Lance even then has some of the flow. Like, we're going to get to watch him against the Cardinals this week, apparently, because Jimmy G's not looking good to play. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Trey Lance, I mean, so far, he hasn't looked objectively terrible, which makes him the best rookie quarterback, I guess, <laughs> by not looking yeah. completely awful. It makes you the best rookie quarterback.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'll tell you though, Zach Wilson's really talented. So I will will we'll, we'll see what happens. There. Yeah. I think all of them just need better teams and they'll look pretty good. I I don't think any of them yeah. are not NFL quarterbacks. I th- no, well that's why that's why the, that's why I personally that's why I think that uh um, Mac Jones looks the best just because his team is probably the best out of the the young... Yeah, the, the, out, out of the, the four. Out of the it, non-Trey Lance yeah. category. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But Trey Lance has got a weird situation. Yeah, Trey Lance it's plays kind of, for it's, a it's, team it's that's ca-
1: built ready to win now, which is weird. Yeah. Because usually they don't get that but, yeah. quarterback. Yeah. I miss, yeah, I miss the Falcons' chaos game. Like, the Falcons played weird games to start the year, but none of them were the Falcons' chaos game where... Both teams score in the thirties. You're scoring touchdowns when you should have just gone out of bounds and kicked a field goal because that would have saved time. They're throwing hail marys. Like some are getting completed, some are not getting completed. I, <laughs>
0: the one that the one that Taylor Heineke threw up to uh, McLaurin was just like. Unbelievable! It was so bad. Like, it was
1: so bad. It just threw it right to Falcon's him. Falcons defense. It was so bad. McCl- yeah. Heineke literally just looked like Fitzpatrick. Like it was like I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> it's like wait, this is what Fitzpatrick just does against bad defenses. It's just, it's just anyone can do it.
0: It'll- <laughs> yeah, he threw he threw it up to him, and just was just like, yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, that was the, funny.
1: the classic Falcons chaos game. So they might win, they might lose, but it's gonna be chaos, and I missed it. I. missed missed it in the 10 o'clock window going down your home stretch on red zone with a falcons game with both teams in the 30s and weird <laughs> stuff starts happening i missed a falcons yeah. chaos game <sighs>
0: <laughs> Dude, i love, I love uh,
1: it have a great day everybody we'll talk to you later on the yankees are probably gonna win <laughs> <Uh-oh. gasps> bye